contemplation is the middle path between meditation and concentration. And it's been around for about just as long as meditation or concentration. And both, I mean, all three of these different approaches to enlightenment all will get you to the same goal in the long run. They are just different approaches to getting to the same results. Welcome to Sovereign Solutions, a lifestyle podcast for your soul. I am your host, Cody Ann Smith. I'm a spiritual advisor and teacher who is passionate about helping you master your life, upgrading your energy, answering your highest calling, and leaving a legacy that powerfully impacts the world. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for your gift of presence, for tuning in today and spending your time and energy here with me on the show. It means the world to me, so thank you very much. So today, I thought it was a good idea to create an episode about the subject of contemplation. I know that I mentioned it a couple times in some other episodes, but this is really going to be used as a resource for people where I can direct them to this episode if they are confused on what contemplation is. Now, contemplation is the foundation that we use when we contemplate our gene keys. So it's really important that we understand how to contemplate, what it is, and just knowing how to put that in action when it comes to working through our specific shadows in our gene keys and embracing the gift. So today I will be referring to The Art of Contemplation by Richard Rudd. If you are interested in this book so that you can dive deeper into contemplation, you will find the link to this book in the show notes below this episode. So contemplation, what is it? Contemplation is the middle path between meditation and concentration. And it's been around for about just as long as meditation or concentration. And both, I mean, all three of these different approaches to enlightenment all will get you to the same goal in the long run. They are just different approaches to getting to the same result. So meditation is more of a passive state. And usually it requires you to be able to go away into a silent room and turn everything off just to be with yourself and to check in and to let thoughts come up and then they just pass through your mind. And you're more of an observer at that point. So you're just watching everything pass through your mind without attaching yourself to anything. And this is a great practice for learning how to detach. However, it's not always the best tool to use while we are in the middle of life. You know, if we're in the middle of dealing with something that's challenging, sometimes to meditate can be an escape. Now, I'm not saying not to meditate. That's extremely helpful and it's helped me a lot. But what I am saying is that when you understand contemplation, you get to bring that into your life right in the moment, right in the middle of life happening. So you don't have to run off to another room to practice it. It's so it's really practical, especially for the times that we are living in right now. 
So what is concentration? That is the other path to enlightenment, right? And concentration has been found in yogic traditions. Now, I don't mean just yoga through the body, but yoga as a practice, right? So yoga is really more than just an exercise when you really get down deep into it. And it's really based on an active state. So you're using concentration to really put your awareness deeply on something. And it's not so much passive because you're putting your effort into it, right? So you can also think of these as the feminine side of things and then the masculine side. So feminine obviously would be passive, which would be meditative. And then masculine would be concentration and active. But with contemplation, which we are talking about today, it's actually a combination between the two. So contemplation is passive and active. So you're letting yourself kind of be a little bit passive in this practice, but you're still using concentration to focus on a specific challenge, emotion, or something that you just know that you need to work through. So it's a little bit different in that way. And like I said, you can use it in daily life right in the middle of life. So you could be washing the dishes and then you might remember, hey, it's time to pause. I want to just check in with myself right here. And that's kind of how contemplation works. But we're going to get deeper into this. And I just wanted to cover some real basic stuff before we got into it too far so that we don't lose anybody. All right. So there's multiple levels of contemplation. Remember when I talked about on my past episode on coherence about having multiple bodies? Well, contemplation works on the three lower bodies that we have, which is the mental, the astral, and the physical. In other words, we're working with our mental body, our emotional and desire body, and then our physical body as well. So when we start a contemplation journey, it really is about focusing our awareness on something. So if you're using your gene keys, for example, and you're contemplating your purpose sphere, and you're wanting to kind of get some answers around that and unlock the gift, well, you would look first at the gene key as a whole in relation to your purpose. And then you would start to create pauses in your life so that you can notice these patterns that are showing up. But first, it's all mental, right? When we're working with pauses, it's really just to slow your mind down enough to notice this gene key in your life. So in our gene keys, we all have the shadow, we have a gift, and then we have a city. And the city is the divine gift. It's the essence. But when we're working with the contemplation on specific gene keys, we want to be able to put about 20% of our focus on the shadow, just so we can be aware that it's there. But then we want to contemplate the, the higher frequencies. We want to contemplate the city and the gift while still knowing that that shadow might come up. And when it does, and when we begin to pause, we use that first technique of pausing, that's when we can notice when that shadow does creep in. And when that shadow does creep in, it's all about allowing it to be there, right? So when we're pausing, we notice that, you know, we're feeling a certain way maybe, and we clear our minds through creating that simple little pause. And we might notice that we are operating from our shadow. And instead of trying to change it, instead of trying to do anything with it, we just simply allow it to be there. 
And what you're going to realize is that the more that you do this, the more that you're going to have insights around the gene key and around what it means for you. And that is the first confirmation of contemplation, meaning that your contemplative practice is being confirmed when you have insights around whatever it is that you're contemplating. In this case, it would be your specific gene key. So that's really where we start. We start with just creating more pauses in our life. So like I said, you could be doing the dishes and then you could remember that you have an opportunity to pause before maybe unloading the dishwasher or you can pause before going on to the next dish to clean and just kind of sit with whatever is coming up and just kind of take note of where you are in that moment. And the more that you create these pauses, the more spaciousness that you're going to create. And that is going to allow for more of those breakthroughs to come through. What I really love about creating pauses in life is that it increases your awareness and your perspective so that you can get a bird's eye view of what's going on. You know, when I say take note about where you are, that doesn't mean attach yourself to it, right? You're passively kind of just taking note of where you're sitting, but not attaching yourself to it. And you're also not putting a bunch of action into it because you're not trying to change anything or fix anything. You're simply just allowing whatever to be there to be there. And you're just observing that. Most of the time what we're doing is we notice when something isn't right or maybe we don't notice at all until we end up utterly exhausted. And then when our energies are already down on the ground, then we're like, okay, something needs to change. But what's beautiful about using this technique is that you can actually prevent that from happening by just creating these spaces in your life. And then we have emotional contemplation where we're working on that astral level. And this happens when we start to notice how we're feeling through those pauses, we create an insight. And then we might notice that we're feeling, maybe we're feeling down, or maybe we're feeling like really, really anxious. And we just kind of notice that because we've allowed it to be there through creating that pause. But now emotionally, we get to pivot that we get to take that insight that we created from those pauses and apply it to our lives. And this is where things start getting really, really juicy because this is where we start to feel that transformation coming alive inside of our lives. So with emotional contemplation, you want to be really accepting of your emotions. This right here, working with emotions can be a very turbulent thing if we're not careful and we want to approach it in a very gentle way because here's contemplation is really about the gentle path to wholeness and prosperity. It's not about pushing through. It's not about trying to fix things from that masculine forceful energy. It's about allowing that emotion to just be there. And as you work on that level, you're working on that astral level. And what you're doing as you contemplate is you're purifying each one of these lower chakras in your body because each one of these bodies are actually connected to a chakra and you're creating that coherence that you need to be that embodied enlightened version of yourself one of the benefits from working at the emotional level for your contemplation is that you start to feel more calm inside all those 
emotions that might be stirred up starts to just kind of start to slow down a little bit and you're able to cultivate your vision instead of letting your emotions just take you for a whirl you get to embody that stillness and then you're able to make better decisions from that emotional clarity. And this is what contemplation on the emotional level brings you is that clarity that comes through. And that clarity leads to this core stability inside of you. So things can come at you, but you're not going to be shaken because your emotional stability is so grounded and strong that nothing's going to just come and sweep you out from underneath your feet. You are able to be grounded and make decisions that are going to take you to the next level and take you to prosperity and being able to really open your heart to whatever your dharma is bringing to you. So often we want to know what we are here to do, what our purpose is, because we have it's, we're naturally inclined to become a seeker of what that is. And what you're going to find when you dig deeper into this emotional contemplation is that your higher purpose actually comes out through that clarity that you're creating. Remember, because first you have insight to whatever your purpose is and where to move, and that's all done on the mental plane. But then when you move to the emotions, you then get to pivot. You then create that space and that clarity so that you can apply that insight to your life. And this is a really beautiful thing because then you realize that you don't have to continuously search for your purpose or search for what it is that you came here to do. You just get to have that come to you. Now, when we're contemplating our emotions, it's important to remember that our emotions are never stagnant. They're actually like a wave. So some days you're going to feel really, really high. Some days you might feel really low. Other days you might have a combination between feeling high and low and doubt or fear or confidence and clarity. There's just a bunch of ranges of emotions that every one of us go through based on our own inner rhythms. And our own inner rhythms give us insight into how to navigate that and what we came here to do with that and how we can cultivate that into our greatest strengths. Okay, so when you're thinking about contemplation on an emotional level, you can kind of think of a garden. And contemplation is like creating the fertile soil for whatever you are going to plant in that garden. And as you plant these seeds, then you water them through continual contemplation and eventually they're ready to harvest. And that's when the manifestation becomes physical. But we have to be able to ride the emotional waves of up and down and all around because those waves have hidden meaning behind them and they actually are here for a higher purpose. Sometimes we don't know what that higher purpose is until it's harvest time. But one thing that you know you can do during those emotional times is to fully, fully accept them. Because when you accept them, that's when you can embrace them. And that's in the next technique that we'll be talking about. But something else to really consider is that as you contemplate your emotions, you're actually increasing your emotional IQ, right? So you become way more emotionally intelligent 
as you contemplate your emotions. And this is a really important thing, especially in this day and age, because so much turbulent emotions are making decisions in our lives, or we're allowing our emotions to make decisions in our lives. And it's creating chaotic energy that we then have to reapproach and then work through. But when we tend to our inner garden, our emotional garden, then we can catch this stuff before it happens and stay in that calm, stable place to make decisions from. And as we go through these emotional waves, we are going to notice our shadows. It's just going to happen because the shadows come up during turbulent emotional times. And it's important to remember that as these shadows are occurring, that they contain a gift because every shadow contains a gift, right? That's like the basis of the gene keys is to look at our shadows and hold them very lightly in our concentration, but allowing ourselves to fully embrace them as well. The higher that our emotional IQ becomes, the more that we recognize when we are reacting, right? So when our emotions become too turbulent, then we react to the shadow. And this can show up in two different ways. It can show up in more of a reactive state or more of a repressed state. But when we're in our emotions and we're reacting to our emotions, it can look more like anger and irritability on the surface. But when we're repressing our emotions, we might tend to be numb or we might feel anxious for no reason that we can pinpoint. And we might even start to feel a little bit deeper melancholy and maybe sometimes hopeless. So it's important to remember that as you catch these shadows, you're able to transmute that. And these uh, reactions to the shadow, this agitation or anger that you might feel or numbness is just a signpost that says, hey, this is the shadow coming up. And the more that you catch that, the more you accept where you are, the more breakthroughs that you'll have, which is going to prime you for the next technique. Now, moving on to the physical level of contemplation, this technique really is about merging and it's working on that physical plane. So once you create those pauses, you create that insight, you create that emotional clarity and you start accepting your emotions and the shadows and catching those, then you're creating a clear, clear channel for the divine to incarnate directly into your physical body. And this is where we're working when we're talking about merging. We're talking about merging these higher frequencies with your physical body. And this is done through embracing the shadows, embracing all the stuff that's coming up because that is going to help you get to that next level. And the way that we do that is we merge with it, right? So we're not running away. We're allowing that to deeply penetrate us deep into our cells because when we merge with something, it dissolves and then we're not creating separation. We are creating oneness with that shadow because the only reason we have a shadow is to show us what we're not accepting about ourselves. Now, when we can accept that, it actually transmutes any of that lower level energy and it raises its frequency as the divine is invoking down into your physical body. And the confirmation that you are doing this, that you are pulling these higher frequencies into your body 
is that you're going to have epiphanies because epiphanies are not a mental thing. They're not just an emotional thing. It's a full body experience. And anybody who's had an epiphany before knows exactly what I'm talking about. This is like an internal, like, yes, you can feel it. You can just feel the clarity. You become so embodied and so empowered at that level that you are just a force that cannot be stopped. And that's when you create that power inside of you that can go out and change the world in a really, really big way. And like Richard says, a lot of the a lot of spiritual talk about the body is always transcending the body, right? We're always trying to transcend the body. But what if we can embrace the body? What if we look at our body as the vehicle that allows us to have these incredible experiences here in the physical world that we wouldn't be able to have if we were just hanging around in the spiritual realms? So he really talks about celebrating the body. So treating your body the way that it needs to be treated is also going to help you merge with these higher frequencies that are created through your contemplation. When you treat your body with care and you give yourself self-care, like you give yourself time out and you notice when you've pushed your, you're pushing yourself too far or you catch yourself before you push yourself too far, that's how you celebrate having your body. Being excited that you get to have a body is going to open you up to being able to merge with these higher frequencies. Contemplation at a physical level is really about being in harmony with all of our bodies, right? We like to just think of our bodies as a physical body, but we have to remember that we have multiple bodies in order to become this clear channel, to become the divine here in this physical world. One of the really cool things about merging is that it changes your chemistry at the body level. So if you have been suffering with aches and pains, for example, through this contemplation, sometimes people actually notice that those aches and pains go away. Or sometimes if you're dealing with maybe digestive issues and you're able to digest the things in your life, uh, on a physical level, it will reflect that you are able to digest the life. And when you celebrate the body in that way, then a lot of miracles happen. So some ways to contemplate with the body is just to be aware of how the body feels in different situations. Richard talks about different seasons you can contemplate and how your body responds to that and just different things in the book that you're more than welcome to check out. So there are a couple techniques that you can use with this merging process. And the first one is to just embrace generosity. Being generous helps open your body up to accepting these higher frequencies as well as approaching your shadows and other people's shadows with a sense of gentleness because gentleness opens up the heart, which opens up the body. It calms down the nervous system and then you're more able to be receptive to your contemplations, to your insights, to those higher frequencies as well. And then another thing that you want to do is to create a friendship, create a friendship with your body, create a friendship with other people. Instead of seeing yourselves as separate, then allow yourselves to move closer to one another without protecting yourself, without putting your guard up, because that also opens your heart and allows these higher frequencies to come in and merge with your system, which raises the frequency of your body, actually. And that's kind of what we're moving towards. So this is a really interesting topic. Contemplation, it's not its not technical at all. It's a really simple thing. 
but there are techniques that you can use to have the breakthroughs so that you can feel like you're moving forward with your contemplations on each one of your gene keys or anything in life really you can contemplate more things than just your gene keys but this is the technique that's used to contemplate the gene keys because it pulls them inside of you so that you can become the embodiment of your higher purpose in this lifetime so i hope that this was helpful for you i hope that you enjoyed it if you did please share it with somebody who could also benefit from this episode And if you're interested in exploring your personal gene keys and starting to contemplate that for yourself, then reach out to me because I also offer gene key readings. So with that being said, have a beautiful rest of your week and I will talk to you on the next one.